0: This is Southern Tier Close-up on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com.
1: I'm Kathy White and this is the Southern Tier Close-up a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me today is the director of the Tri-Cities Opera, John Rosoni. Welcome to the program, John.
0: Thank you for having me, Kathy. It's great to be
1: here. It's it's been a little while. Um, last time I talked to you, uh, I think there was changing situations with some scheduling and such with the opera, and that was way back before the COVID hit the fan.
0: Now the yeah, co- it's been a wild year. It's definitely yeah. been a wild year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's been a wild decade for the arts. Things have been quite a bit up and down for our local oh. art scene. It seems everyone always talks about Broadway and, you know, everything like that still going strong, but obviously when the whole pandemic hit, a lot of things changed, Uh I want to talk about that because as far as in-person performances, there have been a whole lot of recalculation of how things are going to be done. I know we've gotten a lot of things from the Endicott Performing Arts. Uh, EPAC has been doing uh, things online and actually rerunning some videos of some of their past performances. Uh, As far as Tri-Cities Opera, which is a, a major training ground for professional opera singers in the nation i mean people don't realize what a world-class organization for not only singers but uh costume designers and set designers and and such uh the tri cities opera is how what a big of a hit is this whole pandemic doing to your operations and to these artists that you know are basically in the minor leagues if you will as far as opera goes
0: That's a really excellent question. You know, it has, um, you know, this all happened so quickly in March. And literally before I knew it, we were shut down and, um, you know, went from uh, really furloughing all of our employees uh, to getting some, you know, aid from uh, the federal government through PPP and EIDL funds and whatnot. But really, it came down to the fact that we are not able to resume normal operations because, Right now in New York State, you know, there's only, you know, a limit on gatherings of 50 people. And, you know, we uh, in the opera world, uh, it is not uncommon to lose some money on a production. But when you can't have an audience, uh, it becomes very, very, you know, opera is a very expensive art form. And so, uh, you know, to not be able to have a full audience in person or to enact social distancing in the context of a theater makes it even harder to fund uh, you know, fund these productions in, in what's already a difficult time, as you mentioned. And so I really, uh, you know, our mission really is about producing professional quality opera, using the talents of young artists to enrich, engage, educate, and benefit our community. And so pandemic aside, I needed to find a way uh, to do that under these new restrictions. And so we, uh, you know, I'm very dedicated uh, to my staff, to the artists that we train. Every year in New York, we hold our auditions, and we hear literally hundreds of singers who are who want to be, you know, the next best thing, the rising stars of the opera industry, and there are so many talented people. And so when this all landed, I was just like, I need to find a way to make sure, I, we as a company, need to find a way to make sure uh, people can to continue working. And so we envisioned... Um, Basically, and I'm using air quotes, <laughs> a <laughs> pandemic-proof season in a way uh, for this fall. Basically, uh, we did, uh, like many, many uh, organizations, go to an online or, or virtual format. And uh, we had to totally reinvent the wheel, kind of. And so right now, <laughs> TCO is in the, co- in the uh, midst of, of three projects, three fairly substantial <laughs> projects that we have never done before. Uh, And all of that is an effort to really keep, you know, to keep the whole Tri-Cities Opera team with jobs and to make sure that we can uh, provide a little light and relief and social commentary and relevant, beautiful music in this time when it's really, really hard and a lot of organizations are not able to. So I feel incredibly fortunate. uh, As a company, we have, you know, the Tri-Cities Opera Center on Clinton Street, which provides us with a lot of resources that a lot of companies don't have. Basically, we have our own physical plant with lots of, you know, a performance space, uh, studios for um, costumes, sets, you know, uh, set storage, paint areas. We have all these areas that are ours, and uh, they're large, and we can be socially distant uh, and still work in those spaces. Uh, and so, yeah, we've come up with three fantastic events uh, this fall that I'm so thrilled about, especially because it's art, and people are working. That makes me so excited.
1: You and I have talked in the past, like I said before, before the COVID hit the fan, about <laughs> evolve or die, I guess is the best way to put it. You, yeah. you and I talked about how uh, the stigma of opera and the, the, the local community that does support opera doesn't want anything to change. But this is really forcing the hand. You, you have it to has, yeah. you have to change and and it, 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 I, you know'm I'm, I'm kind of say to say it's it's kind of exciting because this means <laughs> that this is a, a leap into the future of something that Amadeus Mozart never thought of <laughs> I, uh, I mean right? look at the whole thing with luma that you've been working with luma with fingers crossed that that all is going to go off
0: yeah absolutely so it's interesting because you know Uh, Right now we have to do all this new stuff, and I'm excited. I'm so excited about these projects. But also this is not – I just want to be clear. Like, we intend to be back at the Forum. We intend to produce uh, grand opera, you know, with a full orchestra, costumes, sets. When we're able to do that, we intend to do that. Uh, But I think what we're going to find is some of these new projects and these new technologies that we're discovering are going to – I think people are really going to enjoy them, and there's going to be demand for them. And so this Luma project that we're working on, uh, it's called Miranda, and it's a steampunk VR theater experience. And basically, um, we have worked with the Luma Festival uh, to uh, develop a production platform that allows us to produce live, so with live singers, uh, in a digital sort of video Platform And so basically, we will have uh, our singers in motion capture studios, and you can kind of follow this on both the Luma and the Tri-Cities Opera social media accounts, but uh, we will have our singers, uh, we have been doing tests already, of our singers in full motion capture suits with facial recognition uh, cameras on them. And what we're doing is tracking all of their movements to these 3D animated characters in basically a 3D animated environment. And so we'll what we'll do is for the performances we'll be transmitting live vocal stream from microphones on these uh these singers in individual studios for covid safety. They're each in an individual little cubicle for uh, motion capture wow. and so we'll stream the live voice with this synced motion uh, into this 3D environment. It's it's com- very complex technology, and thank God for the Luma Festival because they're so cutting-edge and so forward-thinking around technology. Uh, and so when Joshua called me about this, uh, you know, we... Basically, early April, we connected and realized that the future of both of our organizations as we know them uh, could not exist, at least for the next year. And we started... You know, he had this idea... It snowballed. We, and so we found this wonderful um, opera called Miranda, as I mentioned, by Kamala Shankaram, who is uh, a wonderful, uh, really, uh, you know, on the cusp of greatness in the opera industry, a, a woman composer who is writing opera right now in the United States and is wonderful. Um, we found this piece by her that was such a perfect fit for this new experimental sort of uh Avenue of producing and uh, and then found a director who could help us adapt this piece and Alison Moritz she's phenomenal and for those of you who have uh, been uh, she directed our hydrogen jukebox which we did a few years ago and that was sort of a cutting edge a really environmental piece and so I knew she was the right person for this project because she's brilliant and knows how to make things you know come together and so basically you know we have this uh, this virtual performance Miranda. And it's available in three different ways, actually. We have, so for like those people who are already engaged in virtual reality, who have headsets, they will be able to put on their virtual reality headsets. Which uh, would not be me. Which headsets. Right, there, and not me either, to be honest. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we wanted to make sure that it was accessible to everyone. Uh, and so there's a virtual reality component just because, simply because it's amazing and the technology can do that. But then we also have an interactive uh, PC sort of game Component for a desktop or laptop computer, so you can download that and watch through that and interact with the production because it is built in a uh, basically it's built in a gaming platform, which is all kinds of interesting. And I never thought video games and opera would come together in this way. But they <laughs> My have. goodness, yeah, really. Um, and and then the third way, which is the way we anticipate most people will view it, is Alison, our director, is creating a director's cut of the whole experience. And so, uh, you know, this is basically a live 3D animated Pixar movie. That's the closest thing I can think of. And so we'll be streaming that live on YouTube uh, for all of the performance times uh, in uh, September 24th through 26th that, that we're doing this. Um, and those live streams uh, will be, you know, could be, you know, cast to a TV or are viewed through, you know, so people can watch it on a big screen. Um, so we're super, super excited. And this opens a lot of doors and a lot of possibilities for the future of not only opera, but Broadway, right. performance art in general. This has not uh, really been done before that we can tell. Uh, we've talked to a lot of different people around, uh, and it's really interesting because this project is getting a lot of um, attention on a national level. Right. And it's, it's you know, we've had to... Uh, everything we're doing sort of is really exciting and different, and we wanted... You know, we, with the virtual, you know, with everything being virtual, we're on the national, if not international stage. Like, anybody anywhere can watch this show. Uh, And so we really wanted to step up our game and do something super forward-thinking and exciting. Uh, And I am so thrilled to say that it is all coming together. You know, we're following very strict uh, COVID-19 protocols. We've assigned um, to all of our projects, or the two projects that are actually live and in-person uh, at least for the rehearsal process, are uh, we've assigned a separate COVID-19 sort of manager to make sure we're in compliance, to do temperature checks, to, um, you know, uh, do the, the questionnaires we have to do every day. We have right. weekly testing that our artists are going through. There's so many things. And I will say there's so many expensive things that need to be dealt with. Uh, but in the end, uh, this project, these projects really are so exciting uh, that we... Um, we we thought we need to go forward. We need to walk forward in good faith that people will get excited about this work. Let's tell uh, people about the storyline
1: so that they really do want to tune in because with this yeah, the course. Miranda thing, it, you mentioned you alluded that it is something that it is audience participation. So what we're talking about is a dystopian future. We've got like a criminal justice system that is been yeah. tampered with. Gee, we haven't heard about that anywhere. And the online <laughs> right. off audience is gets to kind of you know how people like the mystery theater, you know, dinner theater things yeah. you get to kind of like run the show and and you know the audience gets to to direct things so that so, is something yeah. that people should bear in mind how how are they going to find this because we only have like a minute left in the program how are people going to so, find this thing for this this luma thing
0: so really the best bet is to go to it's the it's the cover of our page we're going to be opening ticket registration in the next 24 hours. Uh, so uh, I don't remember. Uh, so probably by September 11th, uh, all the registration should be open and running. Um, and so links will be on tricitiesopera.com or Luma, lumafestival.com. Is also they have a mirror page. Also, I, I would be remiss to uh, to not mention this is we. So we are collaborating on a national level. Opera Omaha in Nebraska has actually joined us on this project and uh, they're sort of associate producing with us and adding all kinds of great content. But uh, this event is free. It is free. Uh, There is a suggested donation. Uh, You know, we've been fiddling with the amount. I mean, it has been, we're inventing new technology, so it's been a very expensive process, but we will incorporate a suggested donation, but literally anybody can watch this for free as long as they have, you know, they can log into YouTube. Uh, And so I think, you know, it's really really interesting um you know, the interactivity of it you know the way that uh we can kind of give people an immersive experience uh and help them be a part of this story uh and every every person gets that experience uh the up close and personal best seat in the house whether they're in the r whether they're on the pc or whether they're on youtube they're going to have the best seat in the house and i think that's so exciting uh, to also reduce cost barriers and all kinds of things that opera sometimes has in its way. Right. Opera and art in general. So well, I tell you, Jen. This moves us forward.
1: I, I, I really want to talk to you some more about the future of Tri-Cities Opera <laughs> and the arts and, and things in the future. We are out of time, but I do appreciate you doing this. Amazing what you can do at an old Armenian social club when you put your mind through it, huh? <laughs> kind of an interesting <laughs> thing over look, at the, yeah. the Arts Center. <laughs> Well, thank you, right, Jeff. I
0: know. We're doing new winter
1: stuff. Thanks for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close Up. Thirty thousand five
0: five star
1: customers.